Welcome to Social Sessions. I'm delighted to be joined with a wonderful guest who is here to tell us an amazing story of character, heartache, ups and downs, and most importantly, to tell us about Cocaine Anonymous. Due to the very nature of CA, we cannot speak about or talk about any individuals within the group, but we can talk about the steps that individuals take in recovering from addiction. We will hear the highs and the lows of recovery, the battles won and lost, but ultimately a tale about one man's journey to peace, contentment and freedom. It's a delight to introduce Bob Neilamitz Keenan. <laughs> how you doing, Bob? Hi, Sean. How are you, mate? Oh, good, mate. All the better for having you on here. Um, so I'm just going to kind of take you back uh, into your own history, just kind of talk about um, growing up in Cumberland, stuff like that, and kind of how you're, you're kind of, you developed as a person. So what was it like growing up in Cumberland? So I was actually thinking about this today, and you were going to ask me a question. Some of this. So as you know, Cumberland was one of five Newtons that were that were created in Scotland um, through the overspill for Glasgow, you know. I think after the beverage report, and a lot of people don't know about the beverage report, but after the Second World War, there was a beverage report that came out and it looked at the five wants, you know. I can Aye. tell you three off the top of my head was poverty, housing and um, medical care, which, which created the NHS. There was another two that I can't remember the top Aye. of my head. But one of the big things that did come out of that was, um, was the need for adequate housing out with what was then the slums of Glasgow. So they built these new tunes, and obviously you're a resident of one as, as I am. Cumberland was the one that my family went in. So when my family moved out to Cumberland, initially my gran and my grand on that, they went for a single, my gran in particular, my gran and Kathy, they went for a single end house that had an outside toilet. Aye. You know, and they all stayed in one room, you know. Aye. And they moved out to Sifa, and uh, Sifa being an area of Cumberland. And they got this three bedroom house that had a downstairs toilet that was inside the house and <laughs> central heating, you big know, king. Uh, the big king, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was to them, it was remarkable. And the thing was for me growing up now, it was like, that's all I knew. So I didn't know they really the want of poverty Aye. that was that Glasgow had at that time. No, we didn't have a lot of money, but we we were definitely not in severe poverty. So we'd maybe get if you're one of these African nations or the Middle East or so Aye. forth. But we grew up with no a lot, but we'd enough, you know, to be sustainable and to have a good life. Um so my family were really blessed that way. So I, I really got a lot of time for coming out. Um, a lot of people call it a shithole. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you know, a concrete jungle. <laughs> I get voted the worst uh, town. I got the Kabunko Award twice, you know, <laughs> which has been voted the worst town in, in, <laughs> in the UK, not once but twice. They were actually drawing a comparison it to, to Kabul, but they thought that's an insult in Kabul, which is definitely <laughs> bombed by the, the Americans <laughs> at the time. Yeah, which kind of gives you an idea of the kind of tune it's maybe infrastructure, what it looks like, but it's Aye. definitely a concrete jungle. But the thing for me, what I love about it is that I know everybody within that community and like right. guys like yourself and who prefer a different area right. of the tune, but I know guys who, um, like their experiences, what right. happened to you and so forth in the past and that. And uh, a lot of other people are undesirables that we know, but the undesirables are people I'm desired to aye, go towards. I love them. Because it's, it's like the people that I gravitate aye. towards, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when you look back at my experiences growing up in that tune, it was it was a concrete jungle and it was too much infrastructure there you know the places like the they had a cinema that closed down when we grew right. up there was no cinema there when i grew up they day shrink that shut down right. you know they opened up the roller disco not long ago that shut down so a lot of things that come into the town don't last long you know no, and no. the only things that we have goes that's sustainable the days of fast food fast food we've got two <laughs> mcdonald's you know <laughs> so they keep us nice and fat but but there's no lot today but what i've known in my experiences as a piece of an own, Sean, as I've got like older and I've and I've started to, and expanding outside of Cumberland, it's a great, great tune because you've got 
motorways that lead in every direction. You know, within the before where we stay, you know, I drive five minutes, I'm on the motorway, can take me north. If I go five minutes away, it can take me the motorway, it takes True, me man. south, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a great base mm-hmm. to go anywhere else, you know, out with the tune. <laughs> <laughs> but the tune and all gets a lot of bad publicity, but it's a beautiful tune. There's, there's really good, I mean, coming old fields, you know, you've got the, the Bubba Tampa with Dalton and all that, and the areas, you've got the Antony Trail that goes through it, you've got great walkways up Palace Rig, you know. It's, I think it's unfair, the, 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 the bad press it gets. You and know, the label. To, you know, the label it gets to me. I love the place, man. You know? So, um, just like kind of obviously school and stuff, obviously we we were kind of grew up in the 90s when, and I kind of have a recurring theme through this podcast, Bob has been like, um, how it was kind of hard to grow up in uh, housing schemes and how you were kind of put in a position maybe that um, you wouldn't have felt if you were in an affluent area. Um, as in, Maybe nobody would go into certain areas because you were for there and you had pals for here and you had pals for there. And it was, it was, it was hard, do you know what I mean, growing up. And I think a lot of this is creeping back in um, with the young, with the young team. You can see it and it's, it's heartbreaking because you just know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experiences with that? It's, it's a good question. So the, the, the situation in Urton in particular, there's a motorway that goes right through the centre of it. Um, you've got the north of the town and you've got right. the south and everything that's run about. The North's very affluent, you know, you've got Westerwood, you've got Delta, you've got Craig Marlock and so forth, they're very affluent areas. But then you've got the South, so the areas I grew up, was, I, was, I was originally from Cold Drum, moved up to Ebenhill, was a boy and grew up in Ebenhill. And as you know, Ebenhill being one of the least desirable aye. areas, you know, I think you were Greenfalls yourself. Skindora, I Skindora, I have done that way. I've done that way anyway. They were pals anyway, Greenfalls, Skindora at times, you know. Mm. Yeah. No, no, when I grew up, that's how quick it changes, <laughs> yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? Changes, so there was, uh, where was your, your arch enemy, was Cabrera. Cabrera, I know, so, I know. So we had a lot of, um, it, it's funny, you know, if if you read Graham Armstrong's book, uh, The Young Team. Yeah, and the Young Team, I haven't, you know right. what, I, I've supposed to, Graham, I was talking to Graham and I'm hoping to get him on here. Um, and that's two people, Chris Dolan, who are, who's an author, mm-hmm. he was on, and he was talking about the, the book as well, saying how great it was as well. Yeah. Um, so... Maybe so, you can tell us we've had so, right, so I've I, I done a podcast in the past and I spoke about, I mentioned it because this girl who I knew in particular, she, um, she interviewed him. So I said, well, I better look at this book. So I, I swear to God, I was absolutely infatuated with the whole book right from, from start to finish because the experiences that he talks about in the book is experiences we grew up with. Aye. You know, that tribalism of one scheme versus other scheme, you know. Um, and the, the grow and the youth going through the, the age of young age, where it was all about coming into our area Aye. to then getting a wee bit older and saying, right, wait a minute, we can start selling a bit of gear here. And we can start making a bit of dough, a bit of coin, to then using the substances that we were so-called meant to be selling. I was like, me in particular, you know, like, uh, you were better getting a monkey bananas to sell than me selling fucking drugs. <laughs> and that's the truth, mate. You know, I, I took more than I sell. So I, was the, I was the world's worst drug dealer. But I had a lot of people who run about me who were successful to a degree. You know what I mean? who, but a lot of them end up with lengthy prison sentences, as you know. Um, so as you go through that book, you, that's the narrative it takes. It talks about the, the tribal stuff, you know, the gang fighting, you know, because this is your scheme versus Aye. your scheme. And the dangers and, the, and the, the, the things that come along with that, Sean. I mean, you know that. You've, know. you've seen firsthand that the... Aye. But the, the magnitude and the, the, aye, the aye. traumatic events that that causes, mm-hmm. you know, there was a, a particular, um, I'm not name his name, but you know, you know the guy I'm talking about. We when we were younger. Um, there was a there was a there was a party in in Cabrain, the Chuan Corbys, and there was boys who were doing their favourite hall. 
And um, this one boy in particular, they knew that it was boys feeling how boy felt her brain came down. A machete get pulled out. And Aye. there's this boy who I know, who, who it's a bit younger than me, but I know Aye. the boy well. He was about to get hurt with this machete. And as the boy went to hit with a machete, he pulls the machete back and it goes through his mates behind him's face, right through his eye and out the back of his head. The boy Sad. died. The boy died instantly. Well, I don't know if he died instantly, but he died anyway. I know, I know. I think he was Aye. maybe alive for a bit, but he did, so it wasn't he? Was, was I know both parties in that, and I like both parties, Aye. you know Aye. what I mean? So exactly. it's like, it's, it's, as you say, in, uh, you, you were there at that night. Ah, yeah, actually, so, we were there I, I mean, that's yeah. traumatising yeah, yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, of and course it's course. things like that, I think, that when you're younger, you don't really... Uh, take on board that um, I mean I never really progressed into the kind of drug dealing stuff and mm -hmm. all that. That was I, I, I was in prison kind of early. Yep, do you know what yep. I mean? And um, but a lot of my friends who I did go a bit with kind of did go that way. And then you had the other ones that went and started families. And you had the, mm -hmm. so I've, as you say, it's like the group of friends that you go a bit with. Some started taking drugs. Yeah, they fell into that hole. Some fell into the kind of and. Um, I don't see anybody any different. I always just see them as just oh, still my pals. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people fell out and a lot of people done this and that while I was in prison. Um, so obviously just kind of taking you back. What was it kind of, did you, did you see a lot of stuff? Like were you, were you privy to a lot of stuff that so happened then, Bob? The, the, the issue that, so we were obviously just similar to that experience in the book. We were the, the young team, so our young team was Eben Hall Young team. We used to fight the CYF So where I I was always I was in the periphery. I was a periphery guy. I was in the don't get me wrong, I could look after myself. I could honor myself to the degree. I thought I could probably then, but I probably couldn't. Does that make sense? Yeah. I got into martial arts as a wee bit older and I, I got into Muay Thai and Aye. I became a Scottish amateur champion. Aye. And I probably became a better fighter, obviously, because I learned how to fight. Aye. I didn't really use that then because then I'd be going sober, but that's a story we can talk about maybe later on in the interview. So I was always in the periphery where I was there when things happen, but I Aye. didn't take it maybe as far as some people took it. Aye. Does that make sense? So, totally. You know. um, no, I, I was kind of similar with that. Mm. Like, we were like kicking about and obviously papadocs and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. cabrera i kind of i was a bit of scheme hopper i kind of mm -hmm. kicked about even hill i kicked yeah, about yeah. kind of westfield and yeah, yeah. whatever do you know what i mean so i kind of knew a lot of people and i was quite well liked do you know mm -hmm. what i mean but mm -hmm. it wasn't particularly because i was a hard man yeah, yeah. it was just i was quite well liked yeah, and i was yeah. lucky I'd kind of summer i know a lot of people um i was the same i go well and this is the thing that i try and talk to my boy about the day and he recognizes it now because he's obviously getting a bit older is that when we all grew up, the, the, the reality was it was just, it's like they talk about in London with the gangs down there, it's a, it's a difference in a postcode. You know, totally. Like, right. you, you talk about Peckham, Brixton down there, know. you know, you go to up south, any, any, any major city, it's Aye. doing to an area or a scheme, maybe the postcode's slightly different and they and fight against each very other. they very similar people. But, but they get brought, that's what I was going to say. So the reality is, it's like when you grow up, you'd recognise, so when I get clean and sober, which I'll talk about later on in this interview, um, the people who I used to fight with became pals. Because why they became pals? Because we had similar interests. Some mm -hmm. supported the same football team. Aye. So there was a tribal element attached to that. Aye. Some of didn't, which caused a couple of frictions at all. You know, um, but what you found out is that Maesties became for similar backgrounds and similar Aye. experiences. So we were either in a house where mum and dad were maybe still there, but a lot of the time mum and dad has been divorced, Aye. you know, and mm -hmm. the traumas that come with that. Aye. Mum and mum was maybe get brought with mum rather than mum and dad. Mum get brought with dad, as the case would be my boys. So you get brought with me rather than his mum and mm -hmm. his dad um, due to addiction issues. Aye. So a lot of these traumatic events, you know, were similar, or even more so that 
poor dad hung about with their dad, or aye, even aye. vice versa, poor dad's fought with their dad. Aye, 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 aye. You get what I'm saying? Generational. So it's a generational aspect thing, and it spoke about a lot in that book. And all I was talking about earlier on with Graham Lansdow, is that it's, it's, it's a lot of shite, really. You know, and, and then where, I'm, where I've been blessed, and I know that you've not been, um, and with other people who you know aye. that I know, they've ended up going to prison and spending long term in prison. But as you take it, as I think it was Loki, the, 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 the rapper, speaking about it one time, you know, and, and when I've been blessed, any time I've been into prison, it's either been to visit my mates Aye. or to take a message of hope into people with through addiction issues, Aye. whether it be through CRA in the past, you know what I mean? But what he says is like, it's such a it's such a toxic environment when you get into these places because ego's rife. So when it happens, if somebody takes your bit of toast and they mm -hmm. date in front of people, mm -hmm. then... The, so a lot of time the boy's getting slashed for what he did mm -hmm. because he can't even lose face because if he loses faith in anything he becomes a victim mm -hmm. you know what I mean and they need to act up to a certain persona mm -hmm. but inside they're dying they don't want to do it and you totally. know and if you take that back to the young team experiences you know if I wasn't for all the wine and whatever substances I was taking I'd have been shite myself to like go and fight with mm -hmm. other people because it wasn't funny the people as you say machetes working through people's faces I've been stabbed before I've had fucking bottles in my head I've had bricks in my head you know I'm not proud to say it I've done things that, I've, mm -hmm. that I'm not proud of that I don't really want to get into death no, about no, but mm -hmm. stuff that I'm not proud of myself would have hurt other human beings you know? know and the reality is I'm hurting somebody that's got the same value system as me or mm -hmm. predominantly similar anyway I'm hurting right. somebody else that I don't really know that well. Why am I hurting? Because he's from a different fucking area. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the truth of the, the reality that a lot is getting brought up in. It's Friday, you know. No, see, um, I mean, obviously, I was, I was kind of, um, I was watching, I don't know if you've seen that banged up. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically celebrities that have been going into prison. Oh, no, sorry, it's not that. I was thinking about stuff as prison, sorry. So what they're doing is they've kind of, mm -hmm. they've kind of, um, kind of set a prison environment. So they've got, a lot of prisoners who have maybe turned their lives about and they've went, go in there and recreate a prison environment and we're going to fire celebrities in. Okay. So the boys have been in and really created a good, it's actually quite likely and quite canny the way it's done. They've got ex-officers who have been in mm. and done it as well. And so they're creating that just to show the public how much this is not a holiday camp. Mm -hmm. So there was a Tory MP, and we all know how hard the Tories want to be yeah, on justice, right? Tory MP was in for two days, right? And obviously he was getting a bit of hard time. So the guy in the, in the cell says to him, eh, this is how you make a weapon. He says, right? so he burnt the, the toothbrush, put the razors on the end of it. And this guy was sitting slashing the wall. This MP, Tory MP, going, I like this one. This one's a good, oh, I like it. And that's two days he's been in there in a fake environment. So you imagine taking that in a real environment mm -hmm. where it's real, that violence is real. Do you know what I mean? How hypervigilant do you think that's going to make? How, how, how desperate does that make people? Mm -hmm. um, so no, you're right, Bob. I, get, I totally get that with you. Do you know what I mean? And uh, so I know obviously you've been up, you've you've went up to prisons and all that, and mate, we boys, but we know friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, um, good boys and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So how how is that experience? Can you feel that toxicity when you're in? Because I've I've never really went up to prison as a visitor, but so I absolutely. So I'll give you two different experiences, but. So I went up and visited friends who, who you know, who I know. One in particular who's been in for a long time, institutionalised to a degree. And I was up with my mate Martin. You know Martin Fay. Uh, I don't want to say second name, but you know him anyway. Anyway, he went up to me and him to visit this this particular friend, really good friend of mine, really good friend. Now, if you were to read in about this this man in particular, people would say, "Oh, he's just evil. He's a bad egg. He's he's hanging me. He's this. He's that. Nothing nice." And, and to a degree. 
you can understand why people would get right. that narrative because they don't know. You know, they've it's never. Got but yeah, there's, there's bit, bit, bit life experiences of right. what you read. Um, no real life experiences to me, but the people who don't know him would say we put him under a certain category that he's this and he's that. And we went up to see him. Now this guy in particular, just before I go into this, to the story, I was struggling with addiction issues really young, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the age of twenty year old, twenty one, and I had a cousin who was, was as young as that boy. Eh? And that's when I, I stopped. I finished stopped drinking when I was twenty five and forty three. Now so I've been no drink for aye, the, aye. 18, 18 and a half years or something. It was just about that anyway. And I remember at the time, you know, all saying peer pressure is a motherfucker. <laughs> so when I stopped, I started stop drinking in front of a group of environment who 90% of them drank, or even more than 99% right. drank. And maybe the one, one or two didn't he? But the right. reality is most of them drank. And they took drugs and that, they went there. And um, I was trying to stop, you know, I went, I just, um, I just couldn't go with it. My mental health was shot to shit. Um, I, I was, for the first time in my life, I was, I was contemplating suicide. Right. Um, you know, depression and started both showing anxiety and a depression. So started off anxiety first. I was palpitation, thought my heart was kicking aye. all the time. Horrible. So I went for that to no care of my heart kicks in. You know, that's what I did. Could I tell you that one was darker? The one was as dark as the other. Not equally. I couldn't say, I couldn't tell you anxiety is worse than depression. I could say depression was anxiety. The two of them hand in hand. One at one time and then horrendous. And I've had a few bouts of that in my life since then, even stuff in recovery, which I'll talk about in due course, you know, because life on life's term stuff. But I remember, you know, I'll never forget this, that you say, he's the only guy that says to me at that time, do you know what, see the rest of him, fuck them. See if you want to stop, I'm fucking back up. I'm no fucking pressure into doing nothing. Mm. Just never mind him, fuck every man. I mean, that's what he says. Aye. And I stopped with me at that stage. See this day, man, I'll never forget that. Aye. I needed that at that time in my life, you know mm. what I mean? But if you read anything about this guy, he just says, he's always abhorrent, he's evil, Aye. he's this, he's that. He's, there's a lot of good in him. He's always been good by me. Aye. So we went up and visited him, um, only, I'd say about four or five months ago. Actually, his brother phoned me the other week and I was going to a visit, but I, was, I had to go to Pitlock and I said, aye. tell him I'll come up next week, but you know, he's like, sometimes aye. it's hard to get a holiday, something else sometimes, but he will get back to his aye, aye. that. We could not see each other for years and it's, we're still the same close bond as we've ever had, you know, and it's, it's funny because he comes to me for advice now, which is mental because he says, you're the sensible one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's good to be the sensible bonkers, one. Because I've never been the sensible one in my life, now. Come, people come to me for advice, which is funny. But I am not seeing him in, and we say to him, and, and, and I could talk to him the way that I talk because he's my pal. So aye. I grew up with him, and I, talk, I don't, I'm not disrespectful, I'm honest aye, with him aye. about stuff, or at least my interpretation of what honesty is with him. And there's the guy that was always the exact same. And we, and he's, he's funny because he still like talks outside of sometimes, <laughs> and he's that. And, and I says, Listen, I says, This is your, your pals. Are here. I, says, I says, Fuck everybody else. I says, We're your mates. I says, People in here want to see what they can get after you. Totally. I don't want nothing after you. Just want aye. your time, man. He says the same. I says, we want the best for you. I says, see what you want to do. We really support you. And we meant it. You know, no, so, I, I, and it's hard for him because he has to be kind of open up a bit. Whereas he can't do that reason because he's always guarded because he has to put this persona on, he has to step up to his family name, he has to step up to his personality because he can't show any sign of weakness, which is horrible. And you see that when you're there, so it's like, and he lets it do a wee bit with meal there. Aye. But then he has to put it back on to go, to go back out. It's know? hard to get found. I mean, obviously, like, it, you can see it and it's banged up and um, these guys are going in and they're, they're, they're scared and it's a fake set. It's a fake. That's what I was saying. I was saying that to my partner. I was mm -hmm. saying, this, that's a fake a prison setting and look at them like mm -hmm. they're absolutely terrified do you know what i mean and uh 
that MP that got caught fucking with the porn and that in the back I of the thing he been in. So everybody's all slagging him and it's like, mm -hmm. that is that is the real the real environment is like that. You go in there yep. and you, you act like a sheep, you'll get treated like one, do you know what I mean? You need to be, um, you need to kind of be, watch yourself and know that I was never a hard man or anything like that or anything, but you do need to stick up yourself. You need to kind of put that face on and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It really is. And trying to drop your ego in a place that thrives on ego, mm -hmm. um, try to drop a place that celebrates violence, try to drop a place Absolutely. that celebrates drug taking, anti-authority behavior, yep. all this stuff. How do you be that person? And I mean, obviously we've done some prison work and I've worked with like uh, Natalie and stuff like that, who's absolutely amazing, James Docker, people yeah, like that, yep. um, who have done amazing stuff in prisons, right? But it's, it's, it's you can only get a small amount do you know what I mean? There's so many guys that are like traumatized. And I've said it before, it's a lot of it's fueled by fear, but mm. they, they don't understand because they you go like, ah, it's, it's, this is all fear-based. I'm not scared of them. Mm. I'm not saying you're scared of them. But it's you, your fear, like this is what's fucking Absolutely. killing you, man. Like it's it's poisoning you. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like it's turning you into a person that you don't want to be. It's not, do you know what I mean? Um so that's that's that was always my experience with that, Bob. Do you know what I mean? I kind of mm -hmm. see exactly what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I'm going to read Graham Armstrong's book because that's a it's couple really of good. times. I get the audio book. I'm, I'm lazy. I like to listen to books. I'll get that. I think I'll do that. <laughs> I like to listen to the driving the motor through. So <laughs> <like, listen> <laughs> you still want to get the motor? No, no, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, with the with the, the experience of it, I was just going to add to that was, I would then go up to, I would take like cooking anonymous meetings that were um, through hospitals institution, H&I, and we were going to prisons, and that's a, it's a serious experience to have because you've got guys with different wings are coming into their meeting, Aye. right? And it's great, and they, they, they're looking forward to seeing you, and they genuinely Aye. want to see Aye. you, right? And then you're trying to give them which is which cocaine anonymous offers and which all twelve step program offers is the twelve steps of recovery because right? it's recovery you can Aye. recover Aye. and that's it that's what they advocate so you're taking a spiritual program and in, into a prison you know and it'd be some hard prison like shots for example Aye. right you know it's like Aye. a fucking long term prison man. most of the guys are in for like, dodgy stuff Aye. as you know attempted murder murder bank robberies so so heavy heavy maybe in shorts no 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 it's all, it's all long term Aye. stuff you know it's it's, it's it's heavy duty and you're getting in there to bring a spiritual program and you're it's, it's, it's a bit of the Christian ethics I love thy neighbour love yourself behind me right. so, they, so they're alright when in the meeting you know <laughs> it's, 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 but you know when they're taken out there it's hard today because Definitely. of course it's a different set of ideals that you need to live up to Definitely. and it's easy to live a program when you're outside a prison Aye. you know and, I, and I've never been in a prison but Aye. I know because I'm like I'm not stupid I'm I rational I'm logical it's like it's easy to do or easier to do here but when you're out there in a different that environment where you say Dog eat dog, you know, you can't lose face, you need to show face and it must be so much more challenging, man. But we still going in my date and there's guys in particular, there's two guys in particular in the last um, two years who have come out, one massive long sentence, you know what I mean? Uh, two to life or somebody else, it's anonymous, I would never mention his name, but he knows who he is, you Aye. know? And uh, he's just, why is this guy excel, man? Aye. He's like, he's just got this whole new, outlook in life you know and he's just Aye. buzzing he's buzzing because he's stuck it man you know and he took it out. and our guy saying it was in the long term and he's he's now buzzing with i know and it's just great to see mate it's really good no i mean obviously we had we had fritzy hotsman on mm -hmm. the show who's like uh fritzy's like there's a compassion prison project in america okay. so she's like kind of 
she gets into kind of San Quentin and all that, and it's mm. a different ball game. I think earlier, like it's yep. with the gangs and stuff. It's got yeah, a bit yeah. mental, do you know what I mean? But yep. um, she talks about kind of getting them all in the trauma circle, and she gets them the aces, and she gets them to talk, and, and and they all step into the circle. It's absolutely, it's, it's called the wisdom of trauma. It's really okay. good. Her, her and Gabba Matty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Gabba Matty stuff. It's great. Gabba Matty's amazing. Um, so what we're trying to do is obviously just show people like, but. Like obviously, see, we compassion, a bit of empathy, and, and try to understand people's situation. It goes a long way for that person that you're trying to you're trying to reconnect mm. to, to to yourself because mm. that he's actually and he's lost he's that in touch with himself. He's not actually. Um, let's try to explain this to people. People can become comfortable in trauma, trauma, and people become comfortable in their own like you can easily find it that victim victim mentality, victim mentality. that's what I was thinking I was thinking uh, that's exactly what you're talking about it's become the victim mentality where people say do you know what I mean they pat you in the back they totally. say yeah. oh but it's alright I understand how you feel because I, I need one of you on that way I, I understand that and then there's no autonomy there so then you just I, play that you get into this victim narrative where you start blaming everything and everybody else for totally. your experiences rather than saying right well listen some things might have happened to me that weren't the good you know I, like you I miss justice right I, now you could have been out there the now just you could have played the victim the rest of your days with that. I know. And you could have just went and started drinking about it. You could have took all the drugs under the sun and you could have no. and people would come up to you and say to you, Sorry, Sean, I, know. I understand what you're going to do. You should have had all this money for this, you should have been that and probably you should have. You know, and that's the truth, you know. Um but the reality is you were better than that. And you know, so you're not you're not getting defined by your traumas. Your Aye. traumas are only defining you. Aye. You know what I mean? And if you go back to like historically you know, they looked at Carol Young and Freud and that, and they, right. they were the belief, belief Freud, Freud and Young are really good, right? Young in particular is massive in the I field. Love him. I love he's, Carol Young. He's, a, he's in the field of, um, he's in the field of psychology. Um, but there was a third psychologist that nobody talks about as much, it was Alfred Adler, right? right. Now, go heard on, him, Alfred, exactly, no, it's right. right, right much, but there's a, there's a couple of books that says, uh, The Courage to be Disliked and The Courage to be Happy are two books that are based on the, the work of Alfred Adler, right? right? Where is the other two kind of defined that trauma will impact your life to the degree that you'll be kind of defined by it? Right. Adler, didn't he? Adler says, you know, no, no, no. Traumas happen, Aye. but they don't define you. You know, and when I started doing other stuff, I went, "Why the guys? This guy no spoke about me." You know, Aye. and they two books are excellent, man. I Adler's really, really good, man, and he talks about it. And it's like we're not defined by our traumas. No. Traumatic experiences happen to every human being, Definitely. right? Before I came in here the day, I never spoke to you about it, but I was working with somebody. I was doing a Aye. fourth and fifth step with somebody. Aye. So I was doing a fifth step, and he was talking about his trauma, and I was kind of this weird. And I came in, I woke up today, and I was, thinking, oh god, that's too funny going to do this podcast. I couldn't get. To work because my feel uh -huh, sorry yeah, for myself. Yeah. My boy didn't dry my scrims on my window cleaner. I've got, I've got a window cleaner business, and so I was like, didn't ring with my scrims, and I was feeling sorry for myself. And I couldn't go run. I've got like sore calf. I like to run before a podcast on my uh -huh. buzzed up, and I was feeling a wee bit poor about myself. <laughs> poor me, like, oh, was this, why is this happening to me today? I don't know if I can do this today, you know, or this. And then I start walking with this boy today, uh -huh. and then talks about some of his traumatic experiences, which are similar to my traumatic experiences. Uh -huh. And if we talk in the one to one, and we get uh -huh. your traumas will be similar to my experiences. Uh -huh. And then I went like, just, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're feeling sorry for yourself. Aye. I said, the reality is, we're almost just going through a human experience. Right? And I'm not defined with my traumas. Traumatic no. experiences have happened to me. Aye. Sure, they've affected me. Sure, Definitely. I still can get my head thing, but I'm not defined by that. No. I, can, I can rise above it and I can do I things. But 
do things that are productive and positive to do. Which is amazing, Bob. And I, I, that's like, well, obviously this podcast has been kids are all positive and try, we're trying to get the message out. You, the, the, this doesn't define you. And mm-hmm. people say to me, oh, you've done 15 years in the jail. Like, yeah, how did you do that? I don't know. I honestly don't, but I just knew that I'm no, my partner said to me at one stage, she says, Sean, I was maybe, I think I just lost my appeal and I was like, it wasn't, I wasn't in a great place. Mm-hmm. I was all over the place. Um, yeah. She says, Sean, you do know that you might never win this appeal and you might need to accept this. And I said, I can't believe you're even saying that to me. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, you might need to accept this or you'll no move on. And I took that bad. I was like, I took, I took it as a kind of, uh, I can't believe you said that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I went away and I thought about it and I was like, she loves me, man, like so much. Um, she wouldn't give me bad advice, like, right. And I, I, just, I looked into it, started kind of exploring it, and I was like, oh, I might need to try and do this, man. Yeah, like, yeah. where did, where else do you go? Like, you did do, do the full straight, yeah. I've done the full fifteen, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I was in for fifty. So I was there for nineteen, right up to thirty-five, basically. So it's, it, that is a huge chunk of your life, of and and. and I, as you say, I could have dined out in that bowl mm-hmm. off my whole days, and, and I would have said it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but I didn't. I said, do you know what? I'm going to try and make something myself. So, do you know what I mean? I'm working now. I've got myself in a place where I'm happy. Um, I'm definitely not the finished article by any means. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've still got a lot of stuff uh, going on in my in stuff, my in life. But I'm definitely productive. I've got a wee boy that I kind of adored. There's so much going on that I've got. Do you know what I mean? That I'm lucky for, mm-hmm. and. Um, you do feel you, you obviously you've got you've got to that stage where you, you, people as well lost lost people in their life that they loved and you've got to see it from their point of view and see things as well mm-hmm. and um, people that have uh, that maybe have got people that they lost you know what I mean and you're like that's uh, people have out and, and and stuff like that do you know what I mean so you you get it for you, you get people's points of views do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like why they would do, hate prisoners and why they would do this and people going and on like the fucking feed them bread and water, don't give them nothing and all that. Yeah. And what I say, Bob, is I go, see if that's the case, wear it then, own it. Don't have this big programme that you're rehab, you've got rehabilitation going on in prison and mm-hmm. you've got all this stuff going on, you've got nothing going on. And boys are taking, it's not even benzodiazepines, it's theodiazepines and like horrible, horrible stronger, crude stronger stuff, eh? drugs, do you know yep. what I mean? Um, and obviously we just, I think fentanyl and all that's just ready to come up here. I mean, it's doing in England. I don't think Scotland's ready for it. I think that'll be a nightmare. I think that's mm-hmm. an absolute disaster to have, waiting to happen. Um, but obviously we've got a wee, a wee bit of track here. So I'll kind of pull it back to yourself, Bob, and just kind of yeah. go. So see, obviously CA, you can't really talk about what, what, what's the first step in kind of the, the, the programme? Yeah, so... So it's not that I, I, I can openly discuss Aye. my experience in Cocaine Anonymous, Aye. but I'm not a representative of Cocaine Aye. Anonymous. Um, I do a lot of service work within Cocaine Anonymous. Um, I've been very blessed where I've been the other countries through my participation in Cocaine Aye. Anonymous, um, but I'm definitely not a spokesman for Cocaine Anonymous, but I can talk about my experience with Aye. it. So the the Cocaine Anonymous um, is an offshoot or an off branch of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous has been in since 1939 or maybe just before that it's been helping people get off of alcohol in the early 80s there was a breakaway meeting um in los angeles and off that breakaway meeting 
that was going to be, they were going to still remain as a CA, sorry, as a, an alcohol synonymous, meaning that talks about drugs. It's not Aye. that you can't talk about drugs and, and alcohol. It's, not, it's just a bit taboo with some people. Aye. Because it's an older fellowship, a lot of people that who are long, long term sober have never took drugs because drugs see is a difference, didn't they? It's, 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 they see it as a different thing. I know, I you know, addiction for me is one that thing, but it doesn't matter. That's, that's my own personal opinion Same. on it, you know. But and as I say, I'm no spokesman for, for any other fellowship, I'm just giving my own experience with it. So, addiction's addiction, addiction's not just alcohol and drugs, you know, addiction goes in other areas like food, you know, the sex addiction, aye. you know, just fucking sessions with pawns, you know, all these different things, which gambling, are, gambling, aye. you know, even it can go as far as to say social media now. You oh, know? I mean, try and put your phone away, Sean, for any go. I mean, I've been in this interview, I've been thinking about my phone. It's just, but it's it's, 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 it's built in as to Green, that it? quick dopamine fix that we aye. get. Whether it be checking Instagram, see if some if there's vivid messages, if somebody messaged me here about, about my whether it be partner, whether it be your mate, whether it be just anything, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, we get that quick dopamine fix. But so addiction covers many areas, right? But what happens with Cocaine Anonymous was it in the early, the early 80s? Um, I think it was 81, but I might be, I'm so sorry, I'm not a spokesman, so dread if you see, don't quote me back on this one, because uh, I'm only giving you my experience that I, like, I think I remember. Um, so there was a breakaway meeting. And then they decided that no, we're going to start our own fellowship up and it's been called Cocaine Anonymous. So Cocaine Anonymous has been gone for about 42 years now, 40, 41, 42 years now. As long now. as that, And it's as long as that. So, right. but that was, so that was predominantly in America. Has that been the crack epidemic? So it, get, it gets, we get to that, but cocaine was rife at first, you know, it came, a lot of it came in for, through the ports into Miami, you know, aye. and dropped in with planes. And then Scarface. Uh, Scarface, we've seen the film, one of my favourites, you know what I mean? So we know exactly what happened through Cuba and so forth. Obviously it's changed now the way it's imported now. Obviously now it's through Cuba, for Colombia into Mexico, Mexico or Peru, right. whatever, into Mexico, and they obviously know the size of the cartels, but right. we could have a whole podcast and that talk oh, about discussions that right. alone, you know, right. and the madness that goes with that. But the but the fellowship as a whole, you know, because cocaine at that particular time was the biggest drug in America anyway, right. at least anyway, because it was it was just going everywhere, you know what I mean? Uh, they used to call it a rich man's drug. It became a right. lot cheaper, and especially when the crack epidemic right. hit, you know, they found a way to cook up, and then that happened, I think, the early 80s, maybe mid-80s, okay, and then it just went insane. I know. So there was this appetite for a new fellowship that came, came to fruition, and um, from that, it just grew bigger and bigger. So it was predominantly American-centric, as me 12-step programs were. So the 12-step program originated in America, so through uh, Bill W and Alcoholics Anonymous. And then obviously it went into different things like NA, CA and so forth. So CA kind of took half big time in America. It then grew arms and legs and it became a, it's now it's here in Europe. Now, currently, as we speak now, 55%, it might be even greater now, mm -hmm. right? So 55% of the participants who are members of Cocaine Anonymous reside in America or North America, right? All right, it's but, a lot. But right, so it's a lot, it's still hanging. But there, it's dwindling to the degree now that in the next five years, there's going to be more meetings per person, per capita in Europe than there is wow. America. So what you do now is you get world conventions, so it's a big convention mm -hmm. that happens every year. And the whites go on the now, there's usually one in North America one year, and there's one in Europe the next year. So there's a big one coming out of Europe and just outside Amsterdam, which is quite ironic. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there's a place you want to go for drugs is, is Amsterdam, and they're having a world convention there for Cocaine Anonymous, you know what I mean? So, uh, Thankfully, uh, mostly 99% of the people there will not be taking drugs because <laughs> <laughs> it would be one hell of a party if they were, you know. Imagine all the addicts relapse and pandemonium. 
So, so it's, it's the fellowship's getting bigger, and right. it's been there's like it's based in six different regions throughout the world. Um, I think it's actually eight. It's going down to six. So there's like six in America, and then there's a European, and then there's the rest of the world. So mainland Europe, right. and then the rest of the world. So it's it's massive, man. It's becoming bigger and bigger. And my experience with that, uh, Sean, is in is in, in Cumbernauld. Cumbernauld. Um, me and my big mate, Big John. Um, I know say his second name keeps anonymity, but he um, we started up a meeting about. What, 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer than that. And uh, coming for the first meeting, coming over, was actually started up with me and my mate, John. I know that, sadly, it didn't take half as much as it probably could have at that time. And we disbanded the meeting. It was a Friday night. And my big mate, Chris, and a few others took us, took the same meeting, but they changed the date to Monday. And it's and then the Monday group took off. And that was gone for about seven, eight years there, maybe a wee bit more. And then uh, since then, a meeting opened up on a Sunday night. Uh, there's a meeting on a Saturday morning, and there's a meeting on a Friday night up in house. So there's no four meetings right. in Cumberland alone just to deal with the Brilliant. cocaine. It just shows you the scale. But it shows you the scale of how right. cocaine's gone now. You know, but it's very not. It's, it's so normalised. Mm. Um, of course, it is. it's crazy. You go on buses and all that, sell mm. buses and all that. Uh, and it's like just people doing in, like just mm. in front of you. I mean, they even hang at the grounds now. Mm. The football stadiums are saying because with the football west of Scotland, both mm-hmm. see how Rangers, even the, all the teams, but big days and it's during the week Wednesdays so yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you end up like you could be a Monday Wednesday do you know what I mean if mm-hmm. you're out on the Sunday still partying on the, mm-hmm. the Monday game on Wednesday yeah so, so you it can be three four days a week if you're easy. a hardcore easy. fan easy. you know what I mean easy. and that's um, and that's cocaine use all the days I know well for I me anyway Glasgow was Glasgow not the biggest consumption place in, so, the, in Europe is so that true I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story so we went to um I was there in America. I was at a meeting in America, in America and I was doing a service uh, position. And I spoke to this woman from Detroit. <laughs> and she says to me, she says, tell me about, a, she's a black woman from Aye. Detroit. She says, tell me a wee bit about um, Scotland. Tell me about uh, Scotland. Scotland, she did an American <laughs> accent. I said, right. <laughs> I says, we are per capita the biggest users of cocaine in the world. We uh. take more cocaine per capita per person than anywhere else in the world. I says to her, I says, we like to swear a lot. <laughs> Every second word's a swear word. <laughs> I like cussing, do you call it? And I says, uh, we like to eat a lot of deep fried food. And I says, and our, and our fitness and levels are shocking. So you're black then. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a mate Johnny from Arizona who's Mexican and I say he's like you're just Mexican you Scots you know she's feel so much closer than you think you know and it's just addiction it's, it's addiction it's like it's a, it doesn't stop for anybody's social economic Aye. background you know creed colour no, no. religious preference sexual preference you Aye. know yeah, whether it be man woman um, whatever sexual preference you like doesn't matter Aye. it's like the it doesn't discriminate, you know, addiction will affect everybody, Aye. Uh, you know, everyone checked, you know, Definitely. and this is where I do advocate for 12-step programs is because the reality is there is a solution to this Aye. Uh, to get away from addiction, but there is a bit of work to be done and I kind of leads us on to what you're talking about, the, the 12-step program and it's like, so uh, the step for, the first step in particular with Cocaine Anonymous is admitting that, um, we are powerless over mind-altering substances Aye. and our lives have become unmanageable. So that includes cocaine, but it's Aye. not just cocaine, it's other mind substances. Aye. You know, some of it is, I'm, I'm probably a wee bit more radical than some because uh, I get the idea of that, but it's probably harder to take because 
pour a bottle of coffee and I take a lot of coffee myself. Aye, mate. I just, I once, I stopped, once I stopped uh, using drugs, you know, I became a bit of a Red Bull freak. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> you know, a lot of coffee. about four or five coffees a day. <laughs> so I'm probably minding my daughters definitely. And I eat a lot of sugar, which is minding my daughter. But, but what they mean is the hardcore drugs that aye, fuck aye. us up. And that's what they're talking about. You know, cocaine for me, booze, hash, you know, these aye. were like the things that smashed my mental health worse than anything else. Aye. You know, especially cocaine, you know. I've not drank for 18 years, as I tell Aye. you, you know, and, and um, so I'd already addressed, the, you know, the, the powerlessness. That I, when I went to Aye. A first, I was in A first, you know, I remember, I think you did your vote, did Kelton one already. Two you know, you the experience is A, I did see, but I did, but I'm, I'm, if you ask me, I was initially a member of A who went to see because I could talk about, about my drug issues because what happened to me was, I've been off of booze for so many years. And then it's the, the, the usual, stopped doing the, the, the first step stuff, you know, my, just my life became unmanageable because I stopped doing meetings, stopped doing one, one meeting, sorry, three meetings a week, went down to two meetings a week, Aye. two meetings a week, went down to one meeting a week, to nine meetings a week, you know, I'd go to the wife, I'd go to the way and I had to fucking house, I got went through a degree, got all the stuff that were really, really good in life, but stopped doing the stuff that was good for me, Aye. like going to meetings on a regular basis. And people say to me, says, Bobby says, you've been off the booze for like fucking 18 years and... You've been after the the, the the Charlie now for nearly seven. Were you still going to any meetings for? And what I need to tell them is the things from what I tell you is that I don't need to go on a day because of me. I don't want to take drink or drugs a day. Do you know Aye. what I do? I go on a day because I want to be there to be a, a hornet to try and help the newcomer. Aye. Because see, when I stop helping the newcomer, guess what happens to me? See, when trauma starts to come into my life again, you know, mm -hmm. experiences like, I can talk about my boy later oh. on about something that happened Aye. to him. When, I've, when, when I'm looking to the heavens and saying, God, I can't fucking deal with this anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at a tree and I'm thinking myself hanging for it, you know, in recovery, in recovery. Yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, and see if I'm not doing meetings and I'm not involved with service and I'm not following the 12-step programme, the idea comes to me when I get traumatic events or even sometimes it can be my life's gone excellent and Aye. I hit zero currency. Just have a beard, Bob, you know. Aye. Just get a gram. Aye. <laughs> never had a gram in my life. I'll just have one. <laughs> never had one in. Never had one beer. I've never had one line. I've never had one ecky. I've never I take me out of one everything. Aye. You know what I mean? But see if I don't keep going back to that, I can forget how that how bad that was. So when I go back to that, I hear people's experiences and I say, Fuck, I remember how bad that was, you know. Or I hear talking about something about something productive. I did that. Aye. You know what I mean? And that's what keeps me going back. And it's like, so there's three elements to it. To, to all 12 step recovery programs, you know, and the basis of recovery, especially AC and so forth, any, is there's three aspects there. Be a member of the fellowship, join a local group. Doesn't it be a local group, it can mm -hmm. be any group that you that you, you feel comfortable with. Aye. But for me, it was a local group, Sean. Most of my damage I'd done from the community was my local community. Aye. So if people say to me, they see me at my local community groups, Fuck's sake, if our big pastors can get it, I can do it too. Ah, because it's an example. Aye, you know, aye. people saying, the guys I used to talk to earlier on in this interview, mm -hmm. I used to roll about with people, and the guys that like, they come and say, all right, big man, how you're doing, all right, no, no, you're doing all that, and talking outside the room still, no, we're in the 40s now, we great hell. I still think they're 16, I get it. Talking about the bottle of wine. You know, talking about the wine, talking about the dragon suit. My head will say, I never want to do one, the rat tastes like, I've never had one drinks, my head still comes back and tells me, I don't want to ever drink again. Your head's cunning, isn't it? Conning and baffling and powerful, that's what they say in recovery, you know. So um, so I can get that, but there's another aspect of, so you must, you know, not must, but suggested, you know, and it's Aye. like, why did they suggest the addicts today stuff? Because if you tell us something, we say fuck off, <laughs> you know. But it's also suggested if you jump out a plane, you've got a parachute, pull the cord. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
So sometimes the gestures, as they say, is a, a subtle command, aye, aye. right? That's what you aye. hear a lot of the stuff. That's kind of your recovery. <laughs> and uh, so join that group and be a base of that group and go. Aye. And I'd love to say I'm a great group member. I haven't looked at my group for the last few weeks because I've got other things going <laughs> on. But, things, right? but the reality is it's my group and I go back to it. I'll be there on Monday. Remember? And the example I've got, my mom goes to that group a day to day and she's doing well in recovery aye. day. And, and people that I know and care for are in that group who are doing well in recovery day. You know, was an example of my mom. Possibly, does she think I'm fucking still an ass? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm an example of it. So you join a group, go through the 12-step process, the 12-step program, right? Which is and the aspects of that 12-step program. I go through it really- Is it difficult, Bob? Right, right, I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick rundown of the, the, the basis here, right? right? Admit that you're fucked, right? And say that your life has become a shambles, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first step, right? right? Then come to believe that there's some power out there that's greater than you. Mm -hmm. Some people call that God. Some people mm -hmm. call it spirit of the universe. They call it well, Jehovah. Okay. Does the matter, right? It's something that must be greater than you. Is the fellowship two people talking together greater than one? Of course mm -hmm. it is. So the fellowship can be that mm -hmm. power, right? And then it does suggest aye, that aye. in a solution in the big book, Alcoholics and Arms. It's so it's no, it's no exactly spiritual then. It you don't need to be, to be, need to be so it can be philosophical. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be, it's just something that works for you. Aye. And this is where it's where, where recovery is great, is that it opens up this idea that you come to your own concept of what that power is, right? But remember the context when it wrote, so it was wrote in 1939. So the wording, the wording is very basic, lying a kind of spiritual, religious maybe aye, type aye. of element to it. Because then you get to the first step, it's like, what born to turn your will and your life into a care of God as you understand them to be, right? So whatever that concept of God may be, right? So it's if you want to be, if you look Buddhist, for example, mm -hmm. They don't believe in the idea of God. So what they suggested would be Buddhist. Just add an extra rope here. Turn your will into good, good, you know, Aye. good orderly direction, God. You know what I mean? So that's saying, so, the, so, then you're, you're, so then you're saying, right, I'm in this, I'm willing to say there's mm -hmm. something maybe greater than me because my life running my will was an absolute shambles, you mm -hmm. know. Obviously, 18 years after booze, thought it was a good idea after 10 years to, or sorry, about, was that then? I must have been about maybe five, six years Aye. away from everything. Oh, I think it could be better. It went to a festival. I think it'd be better to poppers. And then four knots, have a wee echo. And then four knots, have a wee bit of self, four knots, having a bit of council gear, four knots, 50 foot. And I'll find prop. And I end up back on cocaine after years after, right? So all these great ideas, you know, belief in the higher power. And was that just impulsive? Was that impulsive? It was progressive, sorry. It was impulsive, progressive. What was impulsive was the fact that I was snorting the poppers. I just came out and said, right. And then gave me this and that. Because I'm an E. I'm an alcoholic. I'm not an addict. Aye, aye. You know, a lot of people get into recovery think they're, they're the opposite. Oh, no. oh I've, got a, I've got a coke problem. I'm not an alcoholic. Aye. I can have a couple of beers aye. before you know they're fucking back to the again and they're causing carnage. So I know now that I can't take that other stuff. Now, so I, I know I can drink. Aye. And people, one guy in particular who you know really well, I'm in a house one night and um, he's like, have a beer. And I, I'm like, fuck off, I don't drink. He's like, you're snorting gear. I says, I but I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Do you know, that's, that's the how mental and delusional that. I became. I'm snorting gear. My, my chest is like this full, it's going, my heart's going to burst out my aye. chest. And people are offering me beer, and I'm like, no, no, I don't drink. Beer, I'm so I'd address that issue well. Aye. But that's ins it's insanity, right? So aye. in my heat, as much as the madness I was in, I knew that I couldn't drink. Aye. But I was still taking gear, which aye. is fucking insane. And anybody knows that dry use before thing, it's fucking hard going. Aye, aye, I know. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's quite common, isn't aye, it? Aye, aye. So, common. That, so that was the insanity came back. So I was full flight for reality. Aye. So I've now got to a stage where I'm turning to one my life very cold because this insane way of thinking right. because the way I think in the head was we led me out so it was horrible. The end up I was isolated in a room using myself. Mates were saying to me, 
go, I'm go watch a football. And I'm like, no, I go out, go and watch stuff on my phone. That's right. you're watching for hours right. at a time. Right. You know what I mean? Just totally walked me. I was right. absolutely fucking walked. And it was horrendous. It was so dark, you know. And it's all saying it gets so dark before the dawn. It's like, so I didn't know that. I had to go, as, as I used to say to my mate, I had to, he used to mention to me, he says, I felt low in the snake's belly. And I had right. to go back to there. I mm -hmm. had it before with the booze, but it was a hundred times worse with the Charlie. And that's right. the truth, mate. I thought booze was bad for me, but mm -hmm. see the Charlie ended up, it was horrendous. And I go back into recovery and I turned my will in my life into this care of God as I understood mm -hmm. it be. And the next part of this, that 12 step process was that I had to write down um, aspects of traumatic events happened in my life, you know, they call it a moral inventory. Aye. And I would write down something like, I'm resentful at, you know, fucking my mate Gareth Small because he says to me when I was away, don't hang about with that Bob Keenan, he's a fucking bad <laughs> apple, you know what I mean? Aye. A fucking couch <laughs> in my night, lying in my bed, like, who the fuck's that boot all about? Three plates, so to resent means to replace, from the Aye. Greek word to replay, right? Aye. To resent, to, to replay. Really makes sense. Good. Makes sense. So I replay shit in my head and I think he's a cunt, she's a cunt, he's a cunt, right. fucking cunt. So I need to write. Good guy, good guy, good guy. Aye, aye, wank, wank, wank. <laughs> Talking about wanks are good guys because I'm the biggest one. <laughs> the biggest wank. <laughs> so I'm writing down all these different people and I'm right. cause of this, she says I was a bad apple. Aye. My mom fucking says to me, she wanted to have a boss with me when she was fell out and wanted fuck, how dare she said to me, I'm sensitive, you know, fucking the victim, the victim. My dad was never there. All this Aye. bullshit, man. Aye. My mom and dad never tell me they love me. <laughs> West Coast of Scotland shit. You know, no get tell I loved. Aye. You know what I mean? To show you love again, you're fucking scared. That's to get fucking on with it. <laughs> you know? Definitely. So I don't ask stuff going on in my head, you know what I mean? Um, people that, relationships that broke down, you know? And then what did that affect in me? You know, pride, uh, Pride, ego, fucking, you name it, anger, all these different character right. defects, which I was to get to. Um, but then I had the thing that I had to look at all, what part did you play on us? Right. And the reality was, there was a lot of my actions that if I didn't do that, would have gotten situations I got in, you know what right. I'm saying? It wasn't anybody else that forced the Charlie up my nose. No. It was me that took the Charlie up my nose. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anybody that forced me to drink or that tonic and fucking take all the mm -hmm. eggies and smoke all that dope. It was me that did that. And mm -hmm. see, that back to that stuff we were talking about earlier in this interview, it's like you can either be the victim and play the victim all your mm -hmm. days. And people could have said to me, we'll talk about it soon, but the stuff that went on in me in the last couple of years was fucking hard gone, no, man. I know, I know. And people were saying enough. to me, like, listen, big man, I understand if you were mad waiting on that. And it's like, you just have to go through the processes because life and life's terms, right? And if you go through the processes and life and life's terms, you come out and say, I'm not saying I'm glad what happened, what happened because I would be fucking no. lying. It was still horrendous. But I feel a stronger human being today. Nietzsche talked about that, you know, but doesn't mm -hmm. kill you, makes you stronger. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And he's, Nietzsche stuff's awesome. Some of his stuff's a bit fucking mental, but the reality no, is he's yeah, really, really, really good. And he's a lot, he's, he's misunderstood what he's saying. Mm -hmm. um, but he talks about that and it does, it strengthens you. Especially as a man, it strengthens mm -hmm. you. It's 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 seen favourable for men to have scars, you know, maybe less so for women, but definitely for men, you know, it's like mm -hmm. it's looked at, it's looked as unfavorably with others like right. wow if you can get through that and especially peers that see it mm -hmm. they go through it you're admired by people you know what i mean right. and it's like and my experiences i've had with that is it's even having through traumatic experiences in recovery i mean is um that i know that i've got the tools to keep, to pass that information on to somebody else and help somebody else today right. which i didn't have before previous mm -hmm. does that make sense i thought yeah. it's See, we were talking just just when you're saying about trauma. I done a live, uh, just a wee live session to, to recap the first ten episodes of, of the show um, on I think it was Monday night, um, 
and there was only a few guys kind of tuned in uh, at the time. It was a kind of last minute thing, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just kind of flung it together, but only kind of just done. So I answered some viewer questions and stuff like that. Somebody asked me about trauma, and she's like, "What? Like, can you explain trauma to the best of your ability?" I says, "Look, I says I would advise you to go and look at Gabbermatty." I says, and, mm -hmm. and the problem I see with Scotland and the trauma informed stuff that they talk about is that there's a lot of people flinging that word about that really don't know what it means. And there's so many definitions to the word mm -hmm. trauma that it's it can become mumbo jumbo. But to me, yep. me personally, yeah, trauma um, is the key for everything. To uh, the key to so much. Um, and if you win it over your trauma, you will. You win. You'll come through. You'll rise like a phoenix. You will come to mm -hmm. that. So, I think that trauma the best way I can explain it. Trauma is trauma is a Greek word for a wound. Mm -hmm. That's what trauma yeah, meant, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's an internal wound. It's a wound that you can't see, but it still gets it still gets um, infected. If you don't treat it, it will mm. get infected. So instead of you being able to put a plaster in it or whatever, the way you would do with a physical wound, if you let that manifest, that mm. wound's going to get infected. It's going to poison you. It's going to poison your whole internal system. Um, and that's where I start, it's like you end up with kind of like a poisonous blood system that's just constantly pumping mm. through hate, um, why me, uh, negativity, boom, boom, boom. And your brain is a machine that tries to fix things. It's a fixing machine. So see when hit can he fix it, hit's going, what the fuck am I meant to do? So mm. that starts spiraling all the place, trying to fix your problems. And it, it, it it's only you that yeah. can accept it. Yep. And people say to me, how can you accept what happened to you? How can you accept what happened? How can you accept this? How can you accept that? I'm saying, for me, I need to date for me. I need to date for my family, for, for people that I love. I need to accept that. If I don't, where am I? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be moaning constantly about what happened to me and all this and it shouldn't have happened and this and that. It did happen. The reality mm -hmm. is it happened. Am I going to sit there and just take I need to... And, I've worked with miscarriage of justice victims who, as you say, mm -hmm. before they can dine out as much as they want. Paddy Hill, uh, guys like mm -hmm. the, 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 the guys have been through extreme hardcore sentences yeah, uh, yeah. for IRA stuff and that. Yeah, yeah. Paddy will admit to you that he can't, he, Paddy will say, I can't love you. I don't know what love is. And he's, Paddy's built these walls up that we all do. Um, so when I went into the kind of miscarriage uh, mojo and I was kind of, I said the word acceptance, it was like a bad word. And a lot of them were like at the start, like what? But the aftercare worker there is amazing. Um, and he kind of took on board a lot of the stuff that I was kind of doing. Um, and now he's like flourishing, like he was flourishing anyway, but he's 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 brought this program about now and he's, he's, he's brought about some real change with some guys who I would say are the most damaged people that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So the change in that is so beautiful to watch. Um, but trying to explain trauma and trying to describe it, I think you need to know it. Yeah, you need to experience it. And I think you need to know it, Bob. I think you need to wear the T-shirt and, and and admit, there's a lot of admitting, there's a lot of kind of, as you say, it's like, and the first step, you need to admit that there's a higher power, you need to admit you're powerless, you need to admit that. Yep. That goes along the board with anything, and I think that you could probably regurgitate that into so many different ways of how people find 
recovery, mm-hmm. whether they think it be through God, whether they think it be going through uh, whatever, like whatever, whether they think they've done it themselves, whether they think they've yeah, done yeah. this, it will be a level of acceptance to, to the reality that they find themselves in, that the, the, the first kind of step is. So that was, it was a hard question, but I was like, I don't really know how to answer it, but that's my kind of way of answering it. It's like a manifestation of an infected wound, if that's you don't. Belly, it, huh? um, but anyway, so we'll go back to like your recovery. So what else? So, so obviously like, I know that you, you so you've had your wee blip and all that, yeah. and it's no, how did you pull yourself back for that? And just the same stuff? Just, just the similar to the, the experience, it's like, there was only the only option there where it was like, I was saying that earlier on, the darkness before the dawn it was like Aye. the darkness was like just fucking get rid of your life I mean, you're just you're useless to your boy this is all bullshit but, this, Aye. but it's an narrative that he'll tell you you're useless to your boy you've already fucked up your marriage Aye. you know but that time I went through a divorce you know sitting sobbing oh she doesn't <laughs> love me anymore. she's got another guy like, she get married next year and all that. <laughs> on you go <laughs> so Aye. careful that Aye. Aye. You know, I, don't I just wish her well now Aye. you know and it was never going to work especially after the, tra- the trauma that Aye. we went through you meet each other toxic poisonous sadly they end up you know and a lot of it was what part of that play a massive part of it. you know I need to take responsibility for that you know and um I just had to continue. I just sorry. I just looked at my life at that time and says, if you keep doing, you're doing, you're listening to this bullshit that your head's telling you, you're going to end up fucking hanging for a rope. And that was the reality. And, you know, it became the anxiety was through the rest, and the depression kicked in. And and what I had to do was to start again. And I knew the solution. Like right. I had to go straight to cocaine anonymous because I'd been there previously, and I knew that it worked in other people's lives, right. and I did. And like I says to you, it's like I go to. I got through the first five steps, you know, um, when I came back to Cocaine Anonymous and I went back to my original sponsor who was an A Aye. and I went through the steps with him. We did it a diff- slightly different format. We went through it and we just went through it week by week. You know, when I got to six and seven and I looked at my defects of character, you Aye. know, like, what was, so where was I going wrong, right? Well, I was fucking arrogant, you know, mm-hmm. I had lots of fucking severe lust going on in my life, Aye. you know, that's one of the biggest aspects that's always caught me in trouble. You know, I had a lot of anger issues, you know, I would always lose it, I still can these days, Aye. you know, especially in about road rage, road rage, <laughs> you think I'm a fucking, oh, I'm a fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking, run you off the road, <laughs> madness, mate, if you're insane, I start following people, you know, <laughs> you know they cut me off and they the finger and I go, yeah. right, and I start following. And then I go, and then this program I go, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? Yeah, and then yeah, I turn away and I go, sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm still insane, yeah, yeah. but I'm getting better. So I looked at the effects of character and I says, right, well, I know when I go wrong, I know what's yeah. wrong with me, I know what, what aspect of my stuff that I need to work on. And it's like, to, to, to this day, I'm still working on that stuff. Yeah. You know, I still get into trouble through some of the aspects of my yeah. character defects. So I continued with that and I, and I knew what I was saying. And there's a thing, there's a bit in Cocaine and Honest that talks about the promises and it says you will be amazed before you're halfway through. And I've seen that the trajectory of my life was getting better and better. You know, um, I, I, you're I, very inspiring and you're very clever and you're articulate and... Um, these are probably aspects that you've probably never seen in yourself before you've done these kind of things, eh? Probably no, because um, what happened was when I left school, I left school with any qualifications, and where recovery really changed my life for the better was it gave me the tools. Well, sorry, first and foremost, it gave me role models who were one of the role models that you and I grew up aye, with. Aye. The role models that you and I grew up aye, with. Aye. 
who was the best fighter on the scheme? You right. know, I'll try and be a better fighter. You know, I, I, I don't know if you'll be able to batter him, but I'll, I'll, try and, I'll at least try and be a good fighter. Aye, you know aye. what I mean? Who was sleeping with the woman? Tried aye. that. My nickname was Kindo the Fiendo. I was always trying to sleep with the woman all the time. God loves a child. I know I was the best, but I a couple of times I succeeded. You know what I mean? I took knockbacks easy. <laughs> I got used to them. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and, and who sold drugs? You know, that was the aye. kind of people who I'd looked at. That was my role models, people aye. who did the kind of free aspects. Aye. And then I went to covering people saying, I like people who were cool, calm, articulate, people who could talk, you know, people who could, but no more importantly, who walked the walk, you know, didn't just talk the talk, they walked mm -hmm. the walk, and they actually, the stuff that they say they did, they tried to date, and I try my best to do I fail miserably a lot of times, but Aye. I try my best to be a better human being today. And there's one guy in particular who we know well enough, and he says, he's one of his, his famous quotes, he used to always say, he says, always try and be the best person yourself. And I think you're going to get one of the podcast one time. Aye, aye, aye. He asked me for his phone number. Aye, 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 I don't aye. know. He knows who he is if he hears us, right? And he used to say it. But for me, that idea was too high because if I was to be the best person in myself, I'd have at least gone out and done 2,000 steps a day. I'd have done about 100 press-ups. I'd have ate, I wouldn't have ate that. I wouldn't have had that peppies that I had just in the corner and all that juice. Aye. But do you know what I did do in my recovery show me is like, try and be a better version of yourself. And that's what I try and be, is I try and be a better version of myself that I used to be. And know. So these role models were that to me, go and send me, I can see you get into education. So I went and done it, I went back to basics, man. I went and done, I went to, before I went to, eventually I went to university, but Aye. what happened to me was I went to, um, I went to learn direct, to learn to write sentences, how to structure mm -hmm. sentences, how to do paragraphs, you know, just basic stuff. So I you did go right back to the basics. Basics, way. really basics, mate. And, uh, and then I went to a, a Roots to Work program, which mm -hmm. just helped me get qualifications to get into work, but then I took, used that to get to an access course at college. I went down an access course, I done a HNC, and then I went on to university, and I done all right. That's amazing, I got a degree man. in it. Yeah. Our, there's a woman in our family went to university. Aye. None of the guys have ever done it. So I was the first person in my family to ever go to university. Well, you know? yeah. So I can be a wee bit more tickled because I've got a wee a better vocabulary than I did when I, I just jumped on a right So I've learned a few words the other days, you know what I mean? And that's all it is, it's just because people believed in you. Aye. And that's the thing with positive role models in your life, you know? And um, I'll talk about one, I'll just go, can I take a wee step back to tell you something about positive role models? So my boy, who, who I love to death, right, has had his troubles, as you know, completely. Um, um, somebody says to me, and cocaine, no cocaine, it was actually a, a number of years ago, and he says to me, see if you tell your Wayne every single day that you love them, they'll turn it all right, Aye. right? Now, my boy's went through mega shit lately, Aye. right? He's, he's mellowed or not now. He was, he was in Kabul there for about six Aye. months. Um, he get, I'll, go into, I'll go into the details with you, right? So what happened was two years ago, there was a there was an altercation up moving home. And um, he was there and it was there £25. Somebody pulled out a machete, says, you owe me fucking £25. He says, fuck off, we don't know you fuck off. And another boy pulled it, another, he pulled it an agar. He then attacks the boy, the boy threatens him, he attacks the boy, the boy gets stabbed numerous times. The then boy who's got the machete, who's just been stabbed numerous times, chases my boy and the boy who stabbed him with a machete and then collapses at the grass just up at Larts Road. And sadly, he's, I remember he's, him his, life, his life got took away, right? And my boy at that time is right, it's like, this is back to this role model stuff. I was saying to my boy, your dad loves you and you can do this and you can do that. And, and I remember this guy saying, your boy's got to turn out. I'm like, next minute I know my boy's getting took in question for a fucking murder. Right. Right. It's horrendous, <laughs> no, mate. No, it's fucking no. horrendous. Yeah. I watched my man that way as well. You but know? I, I, I know it's You horrible. know the experience for this, right? It horrendous, right? So I'm sitting there, right? And I'm, I'm at my grand's, right? So, but I was saying, I was saying, it's so dark before the dawn. 
So he's in there now for two days. He's only 15. He's about to be 16. Aye. And um, I don't Because he was a wee bit of a yeah. lad, wasn't he? Like, no, he's, still, he's, still, he's still a boy, Dave. Yeah, yeah, he's still a boy, Dave. But he's, 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 but he's a, a nice he's, boy. He's, like, he's that, very likeable, right? So it's like it's a bit like he's dying. Like, oh, I'm a cheeky chap. I know I've got a partner. I can have a laugh at You know the drill. And he's the same. He's got his pattern. Very likeable. Very likeable catch boy. Obviously, I've heard a lot of good stuff about him. Really good, right? So he's doing really good. I'll talk about that in a minute, right? So... Um, it gets took into this for this question and then there's a video getting circulating about it and it's ironically it was well this boy this event happened the year previous that he just wear a go-away boy and right. this video was getting passed about like that was the situation right. that created the, the I death I remember somebody kind of and it wasn't that it was, it was a square go that happened it was right. a completely different thing but the irony was it was in the same place Aye. where this event happened a year later so he then goes in for questioning and oh, it, was, it was horrible mate I, I thought know. I genuinely thought I was not going to see my boy for a number of years and, uh, and it's traumatising for traumatic, me and I was in recovery and this is I was in recovery at the time and, and I'm, I'm looking to the heavens I've plumbed my way to this yeah. kind of god and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm feel ashamed to say it Sean I was like I said fuck you I said I said you having a laugh I said what the fuck am I doing rank you what am I fucking doing I'm doing what you want me to do now if you go like about any historical references to bible stories events like this happen to, to, to strengthen one faith whether yeah. that you believe that or no yeah. but I'm not the only I'm person I'm fell out with God ah, yeah. I, I, I'd have fell out for about a day right. Right? and I'm right. sitting the next day this is what happened to me the next day right? so he gets he gets, he gets, gets in I think he's going away and then I get a phone call saying Mr Keenan he says um, we're, we're letting your boy go I says what do you mean he says we've got CCTV footage you come back and I used to joke about this he had this red tracksuit on right and it was uh, a Lacoste red trackie. And he says, um, he says, I used to say to him, I said, that's fucking jail with that track. He says, you still wrote this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, How the irony that this is going to come back? Hang on. They checked the CT, this red track, and he's actually seen pulling the boy who was trying to try to pull this guy away from who was trying to eventually get chased. So they let him out because it wasn't him, obviously, right. that had done it. And I looked at it and I went, I'm sorry. I, I've just, because my prayers were answered. I, I got my boy back. And sadly, that was, I would like to say that was a happy ending. No, it wasn't the case. Mean, he came out and he was, he was fucked and he was taken on as a street violin and eventually he gets locked away and he gave it a kibble. But the role model aspect was this, right? Because I'm running a tangent here, but this, uh, there's actually a point in this. Aye. So the role model for me was him was I was always there for my boy. My boy's been me since he's been two year old, right? And, and, I, and he knows the values of co co Queen Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. 12 step program mm -hmm. stuff. Don't, I'm not just differentiate between the two fellowships. It's just mm -hmm. the values that I learned aye, aye. through for CA and A. So he knew these values, right? So I was always there for him. He then getting told how my idea of my God works through people, right? So aye. people put my path for it. I was meant to meet you for a certain aye, aye. time. You're, I met you here today mm -hmm. for a certain time. Even if this yeah. message is to help another human being, mm -hmm. at least some person will hear what I say today and I'll say, fuck, I get that. And at least I can, they can relate to it. And that's all it matters. Aye. It's one person. It doesn't matter. Definitely. Some people might say, oh, fuck, talk a lot of fucking shit. That's all right, I know. Aye. It's not about that. It's about, it's only my story. I don't aye. care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's my experience. And I don't care what people say mm -hmm. today. It's like, I know that what, what it, what's true for me aye. is that it might help somebody. So he, um, he goes into kibble, right? Because they, they this is the best legislation that the, the Scottish government ever did, was that they try not to make kids under, aye, aye. Aye, into prison. Because I was Lord Turnbull, by the way. We spoke about that on here, man. And did you? I'm not a big fan of him or his wife, aye, but um, his wife's Dorothy Bain, aye, uh, okay. who's a Lord Advocate. Okay. Um, so, listen, good on them for it, aye, because aye. it was it's a great bit of legislation. Great bit of legislation. So he goes into kibble and he meets this boy food in South, and it, 
you, I, you, I don't know if you know this, but if you don't, you can, if you do, you can tell me, but down south, they've not got the, the facilities to deal with kids who need to go to secure. So no, they've, no, it's, no, they've no. not got that. So they've all high, um, but you've got high kids or high risk mm -hmm. offending get sent to Scotland for down south. So, no, got, so in Kibble, you've got boys for, for London in there. You've got boys for down right down south. You've got so he met a boy for just for St. Helens, just outside aye. Liverpool, or between St. Helens and Liverpool. And um, the role model that he got, this, he looked up to this boy, he was about a year older. Aye. But the boy was into mixed martial arts. So aye. he gets into mixed martial arts and, and then he thinks, so he thinks, oh, he's all die here. He says, oh, yeah, my dad used to be a Scottish uh, amateur champion aye. at Muay Thai. So, so, so he follows me, he says, dad, he says, what? He says, Go come up and do some pads with me. So I said, yeah, of course I'll come and do some pads with you. I was like, it's very chuffed, my boys. Aye, so aye. asking his dad to come and So it just shows you that, 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 that something stuck with him. You know? So he cut a long story short, come to pads when that boy leaves, he goes back to himself. He ends up going back into, he goes into prison eventually. Aye. This boy gets back into the rank crowd and goes to prison. But he, he was there from at that particular aye. time. We, he gets suit, my boy gets suit, and another spanner in the works is before he goes away, it goes away in April, I think, or the March, or right. of, and he finds out that just before he went, he'd be sleeping with this lassie, and she was pregnant, and then we find out when he's inside, he's got to be a fucking da. So I'm a grandma, 43 year old, I'm a grandda now, you know what I mean? So I've got a really beautiful uh, granddaughter, um, Leila, uh, um, she's awesome, man, she's beautiful, Aye. right? And uh, so he's a da now, right? So I said, talk myself about screwing up, you need to. He then goes in and gets into mix, he's no mixed martial arts. He does, goes into Muay Thai like his dad. He goes to the local gym and that's him now. He said, like, he's, he's having his fourth fight next, next, sorry, the 25th of this month Aye. is his fourth fight he's going to have. Um, and he's totally changed dramatically for the better. You know, Aye. it's like people say to me, oh, you must be proud of you've got your boy back. And I says, I never got my boy back. I got a better version I've ever had in my boy. I came out with this. You've this, always had your boy, I, but I. I always had my boy, but this, he became a, like a boy, a, like a, turn into a man. Turn into a man. You know, a man who was starting to take responsibility for himself, who's went through his own traumas. Mm -hmm. You know, his mother's still to this day. I love her to death. She's she's gave me my boy and she's an active addiction today. Aye. You know, he's, she's um, intravenous heroin user. No, actually, sorry, I take that back. She was an intravenous heroin user. She says to me, no, I've talked to her. I didn't know her, but she's I don't, yeah. She's on, she's, I don't know if she's smoking crack, but she's on cocaine at some sort. She's a, uh, she's, she's telling me, uh, God bless her. She's Does her mother look worse than her? Aye, so she's, it's a shame. So she phones me up, she says to me, she says, she says, uh, she says uh, I am, I'm half of it. I says, I'm just on the channel now. <laughs> I, says, I don't know if that's been half of it. <laughs> but I said, but good on you for it. I said, I said, I'm no, I the know, right I direction. Know, I definitely. But the aspect of role model was that he says to me, right, and I've sort of been having a long tangent to come to my main point here. My boy says to me, he watches all that Andrew Tate stuff and thing about uh, some of Tate stuff's good. It is, some it is, some it is. is good. And other guys, Jordan Peterson, and, that. and he says, see the stuff that they're, you've been telling me that all your life, my life, <laughs> you know, about take responsibility, aye, aye, stand aye. up, being a protector for your family, being the best that you can be. You know? He says, this is a message that they're telling me. He says, you used to tell me all the time. I says, hey, would you, maybe you should fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but he, so he gets it now, you know, and aye. the one thing that he did say, and this is, this is the main aspect I was wanting to tell you this point, was that, see when I tell that guy, tell me, he says, you tell your way every single day that you love him, we'll turn it all right. Aye. I tell my boy every single day that I loved him. I tell my boy that. And because it's a West Coast, I sort of thing that, that a lot of people don't say, but oh, that's boy tell me to date and I date, and I'm glad that you date, right? Aye. Do you know what the best thing about it was? It turned out differently from I thought, right? Know what Kyle does a day, that's my boy, right? Kyle's my boy. Um, 
Kyle tells every single human being that he loves them. I mean, right. every see we met you in the tunnel. I'll see you later, bro. Love I you, man. I'm, I'm and he'd walk away. And he'd walk away and he'd say, he tell you loves you. He talks his pals. He says, she said, love me, right? He says, right, the best thing comes out of it. My mum, right? My mum's in recovery now, right? God bless her, man. Um, still nips my, my head. I was telling you that earlier in this interview. Still nips my head. She, <laughs> he says to her, Every time right, I'm awake and I love you, and she goes, I love you too, right? But no, the best ever it. See, because he tells her that she loves me. See, when me and my mom talk, Aye. we both say we love each other, Aye. right? I say to my dad still, say, right, damn, away, I say, I love you. He goes, right, yes, 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 <laughs> You know, he does Aye. the date, right? Oh, he's like, I love you too, I love you too. Right, see what I mean? And I tell my brothers that, and they'll say, oh, fuck off you. Don't you? That's because my boy, my Aye. boy gets shown loving at Telco's love, and now he gives it back now, and now he's got responsibility to it for his own way. And amazing, it's hard for him because he's only 17. And he's got his That's amazing. No, it's amazing. You know? It's amazing changing the. It's a testament to you. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope he just keeps flourishing. I hope he does. And I'll, I would love to come and see him fight at some time. Oh, yeah. Um, You'd like that? I know, I definitely. I'd love that. I'd mm -hmm. love to come. I'll definitely do that, mm -hmm. Bob. Definitely. I think, we've, I mean, we've obviously, we've had a few people, different people, different things on this show, do you know what I mean? There's all been different, different, all different kind of opinions and whatever. And um, when you're talking about Andrew Tate and all these people, mm -hmm. they're like, I like him, right? And I've, he speaks so much sense, right? A lot of stuff I don't agree with him, right? A lot mm -hmm. of derogatory stuff and all that. And I don't think there's any need for that or that stuff. But listen, mm -hmm. again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of this stuff's kind of, Sorry, it's, a lot of it's kind of fake in the way that these guys are they're, they're going out and hire Lambert. No, Andrew Tate, I know he's loaded, he's but loaded, there's yeah. other guys going out and hire Lamborghinis for the day and all that. I mean, me and Paul, the, the boy that edits this show, we're mm -hmm. talking about it, and but they, they go out and hire Lamborghinis for the day, and it's like, <laughs> look at me, and it's they're getting dragged out. These young boys are all getting dragged mm -hmm. in with this pish, mm -hmm. and you're like, you really need to see before you get the material stuff. You really need to fix yourself, man. Mm -hmm. Like that, that. 100%. If you if you go for that material stuff first, mm -hmm. you'll be getting for it. You lose your morals. You mm -hmm. lose all that. You need to get your value system right. You need to get your mm -hmm. foundations first. Mm -hmm. um, and I try and say that too when I speak to the young ones. I go, don't listen. I if you there's certain aspects, and I'd love to be able to go. Don't listen to that bit. And listen to that bit. Don't listen. To that. I'd love to be able mm -hmm. to. But you're no watch. You're you're no way them all the time. So they're dead easy influenced by these people. But do you know there's one aspect, sorry for interrupting you. No, you go. Just, you just, I just my train of thought there. Andrew T is a massive advocate and he says it quite a lot. He talks about um, being more stoic, right? Now, if you actually go and look at the, the philosophy of stoicism, right? Aye. There is only, there's one aspect that it talks about more than anything else, right? Doesn't talk about material wealth. No. Doesn't talk about any of that stuff. No. It's, it's actually the, the contrary. It's the absolute opposite. So there's only one thing you've got total 100% power here is your character. Right? Your character's a human being. Right? Totally. What you, you've not got control of your health. You know, you've not got control of your wealth. You no. know what I mean? You, to a degree, you can have, if you look at yourself and you eat better, potentially you could live longer. Aye. But it doesn't mean you can't have a brain aneurysm and follow Exactly. No. You could lose all your wealth instantly mm -hmm. with one bad, bad business thing. But see through all that stuff, your character must remain. You know what Aye. I mean? And, I agree um, with you. That's one thing he doesn't talk about enough. He doesn't talk about I don't that. Think he's got any? No, no, because it's. And hard. I don't mean that taking up and I hang yeah. for him. I don't mean that to Andrew Tate in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's Andrew Tate's got any character. I think he's very. Um, very I can understand off. the superficial aspect. Definitely, of and I get the I get the prestige aspect, and, so and, and, and especially living in a capitalist society, Aye. you know, the people look at that as um, as something to aspire to, and it's and it's. I'm not saying it's wrong to have nice things. Of course, it's good to have nice of course. things. But see if your characters. 
shit. Right. And, and you're still fucking kicking the dog off, well, shouting it away from the last season. You know? There's no need. I mean, mm -hmm. I, right, I get it. But see, like, um, if the lassies on there talking shit, let her talk shit. Don't fucking slaughter her mm -hmm. and don't. But I's clever. He's very clever. He's very articulate. Very he's articulate, very. Yeah. And when you've got a lassie there that's not like that, that's maybe shouting about feminism, mm -hmm. don't don't destroy her, man, mm -hmm. like the way that I've seen him do. Like, and, and I know he, lo he loves all that. He loves yeah, yeah. destroying people. That, yeah. But see, your character, see if, that's you, that's you, see if you're an actual good person. Like, you don't like, they don't get enjoyment mm -hmm. out of destroying people. Like the guy with the BBC, yeah. now, I know he's, like, and I know I be, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I believe Andrew Tate way right, mm -hmm. in that world. Of course, of course. But, um, of course. Getting the BBC guy to go away up and all that, it's just petty. I don't think you need to do it. I stand up and say, yeah, I did lose a bit of, I did lose a lot of respect in it. I did. I must have like, I think it was initially for Vice, but then I Vice, I and I get it. I get why he's doing mm -hmm. it. I'm like, but it's it's all just um, what you're showing is revenge. Then. Aye, aye, aye. Um, rise above it because that's what they're talking about stoicism is about virtue. Virtue means excellence of character. You know, I know. Obviously, um, oh. Is it Marcus Aurelius? Aurelius? Marcus, Marcus Aurelius. Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. He talks about don't try and be a good person. Be one. And it's, it's the, the, the philosophy in itself was awesome. It's like they talk about in one of the major, you know, there's four cardinal virtues, and one in particular is temperance, which means Aye. to don't overindulge in it. So no overindulging means don't smoke in the bit out. No Aye. driving hunters are big fancy motors and you know wasting money in this and eating too much and doing all this stuff. And sadly. The portrayal that people might get from him is that he does that, you know, oh, what I mean? which is which is deeply going against. And another core tenant of that is is wisdom. You know, wisdom to make no. the right choices. Is it the right choices at times? You know what I mean? I think um, he's. Um, I mean, obviously, he's got a platform that you're, he's 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 built himself up as an amazing. But even Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson was mad with his annex for years. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He, yeah. And and I, I'm not saying again. Some of his fucking stuff's amazing, do you know what great, I mean? Aye, some um, but what people need to realise is when you're watching social media, you're watching a character mm -hmm. because you don't get to know that person. You don't get to know that person's inside out. So see, like, you'll speak to some people and they know maybe so-and-so and you go, like, he's a strong boy, and you go, mm. no, really, man, like, he's mm. fucking struggles. And yeah. Gabber Matty talks about it. I mean, he was talking about it not that long ago. Mm -hmm. The other day he was on that podcast the CEO um, mm -hmm. CEO diaries and he was talking about how his wife's like gonna just stay out of this fucking Israel Palestine thing like yeah yeah and like I get I know you're you're putting you're putting yourself out there and you're 79 man now and mm. like it's affecting me mm. and he's like I'm I'm that wrapped up in this that I'm forgetting about my family mm. again mm -hmm. so that's a man that's way above mm. like a lot of people in awareness and con and he's forgetting that he's his roots so easily because there's a bigger thing like a, a globalized thing going on mm -hmm. um so i think, I think it's just it was one of the it was one of the things that was kind of leveled against nelson mandela i know is that he gets so and it's understandable i know you know Aye. became the icon that he was and the amount of time he spent in prison Aye. but his his family became really resentful towards him his missus couldn't because he gave himself so much to the people rather than his family and, and that's for the, 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 the you know that fine balance that you need to try and be there especially for, but also try and be there for your community and sadly a lot of people that's they become more engrossed in the community Aye. or even the opposite they don't they forget about the community and they become Aye. more engrossed in their family you know i've had a guy in particular who a few years ago during the the covid pandemic this guy was a good it was a really good life Aye. coach and he was helping a lot of people 
And he more or less, he was with us group and he gave up in the group and he went, nah, I've got the COVID here now and he just went away. You know what right. I mean? It's like, and that's difficult too. Right. So I, I kind of get both sides. And it's like anything in life, most things are about a balance, but I'm an addict. So I've, never <laughs> other, I've never found <laughs> balance, Sean. Aye. You know what I mean? I don't, when you maybe tell me how to do it, I can maybe try and do it. You know, I get obsessed with everything and then, you know, so I can see kind of both sides of the argument. Oh, no, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, there's, I mean, you could look at Machiavelli, right? Mm -hmm. And you could look at stuff and stuff Machiavelli writes about, mm -hmm. and you could you could probably put that on like Andrew Tate and all that. There's mm -hmm. a lot of manipulation there mm -hmm. with these guys. There's a lot of kind of, they don't, they, you're not getting Andrew Tate on a podcast like this for, he'll be wanting 500 grand, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. James English would have been lucky if he's seen a penny out of that one. Yeah, yeah. Him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. These guys don't do these things for nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's guys like I know, like David Heyman that's come on this. Mm -hmm. Didn't want a penny. Just yeah, wanted yeah. to talk about his charity, humanitarian yeah. stuff. Of course. Um, like, obviously, there's other people that have we've got involved as well, and nobody's asked for it. So mm -hmm. then, yeah, I've had guys I've seen, like, do you want to come on out oh, 10 grand? And you're like, all right, mate, no bother, man. Like, we're a podcast. It's just starting up, man. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm rich, mate, man. I'm up in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Maybe um, I start to get a sponsorship. Ah, you know, get you I can calm down. But, uh, <laughs> It's like, you're just going like that, like, look, I'm just out of prison, done 15 years, um, I've got quite a good knowledge on the background, do you want to talk about this, do you want to talk about that? I give you 10 grand and you're like, mm -hmm. I really, I said, when I get, if I was ever to be lucky enough to have that money, I would give it, do you know what I mean? But you're not, do you know what I mean? So it's like, you're, you're looking for the, the grace of other people to kind of help you build as well, do you know what I mean? And build something that's kind of educating and, and no glorifying crime and no glorifying it like mm. taking drugs and because it's all pish and mm. i think once you come to that conclusion it's very hard to go back um and i'm even getting to the stage the last time i mean last time i went out and had like a like a few beers was it the, the cup final mm -hmm. and then so I'm a liar, I was on holiday and me, yeah. me and Fiona was out on a night out one night and we had a couple of beers and that. Yeah, yeah. But um I can't deal with it. I'm going like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible dad when I'm when I'm hungover. I'm a I'm a crap person. Yeah. Um my missus, I've not got as much time as I used to anyway, like doing all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've no I'm not spending enough time with her. I'm I make terrible decisions when I'm when, when when you've had a drink and uh, do you know what I mean? It's just there's so much stuff there going on that you need to go. I need to try and no do this. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard because it's 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 people you love and people you love spending time with, but it seems to be that sometimes the only time you spend with them is when you're drinking, and or when you're you're going to the football, or you're going for a couple of pints, and you're like, it's no, it's not really worth it. Do you know what I mean? I don't like it's no because I. I can't get that. Can't like drink hunters anyway, and all that. Do you know what I mean? But it's um, it's just one of the things where it's so ingrained in the Western society, um, and I just think these big flashy guys. It's dead easy for them like, sitting there with fifty million. You know what I mean? It's all right when you've got hundred fifty million pound in the mm -hmm. bank. And you're going do this and do that, and it's, they get up in the morning, do what they want, go for a sauna. I don't know having to pay mortgages, bills, and all that. Every under normal person. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think you need to get your your channels inside, if you want to call it your chakras, whatever, your kind of alignment, yeah, you need to get that alignment, you need to get a good foundation, you need a good value system. And a book I read one of the times, it was an amazing thing that I'd done, I'd actually done it. It said, imagine you were 100 years old and uh, your grandson came up to you or whatever and went, uh, Bobby, tell me all about life, tell me what I need to do. Mm -hmm. See whatever you write down on that bit of paper. 
that's you. That's your value system. Yeah, of course. See, if you're not living like that, you're going to be in conflict with yourself. Absolutely. Um, and I don't live like that. I don't see if I was right. Do I don't do yoga. I don't stretch. I do like stuff that I do. You know I mean, it's mm -hmm. just you do stuff that you shouldn't be doing, eating too much shite, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't live by that. So you're in conflict with yourself no matter what. Do you know what I mean? And I am a better version of what I, I was when I first came out. And I'm hopefully that will grow. But it's it does take time. Do you know what I mean? It's like... You, these guys in jail and all that are like coming out and you're trying to tell them just go on with it and just man up and you're like mate the guy's fucked like mm -hmm. you're not like you, these people need help do you know what course, I mean yeah. but that's, that's my that's my rant over do you know what I mean but uh, a big enough, if you look at um, you see you read Victor Frankl's book Man Sets for Meaning no but I've, I've really, seen like I've seen really, a lot really of quotes good. and all that yeah. and it, it trips you it doesn't matter what it is in your life if you attribute some sort of meaning to that whatever your existence be you know for me it could be a, a number of things it's definitely try to be a better parent try to be there for my son um try to be a better human being you know stoicism stuff try to be a better character climbing hills you know running running is a massive Aye. aspect to my life you know it's like attributing that meaning to your life and it gives you that purpose but if you've no got purpose you're just like a, you're like a ship you know floating about in the sea with no sail no going anywhere Aye. and it's Nobody like you all need to have that and but my purpose and meaning is going to be different for your purpose and meaning and my value system is going to be different totally. to your value system you know and that's a good thing about human beings you know it's a great thing when they were talking about, I think it was Seneca, the Stoic, and he says, he talks about Stoicism, how it worked for him. He says, but if you find something greater than that, attribute that to your life. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you stick it to your life and try and become a better version of yourself. Again. You know what I mean? As, as I say, it's hard to be the best version of yourself because I wouldn't have drank all that just no, today. You wouldn't have drank But being better, man. And you know yourself, it's like mm -hmm. sometimes we get ourselves down for absolutely nothing. Aye. There's a good thing it talks about in, in CA. Well, it's actually A it comes from. So... There's a bit about called the doctor's opinion, right? And it talks about two aspects that, that I've never read in our book before, right? It talks about the the mental obsession coupled with the physicality, right? So the mental obsession is this, right? It talks, my head talks shite to me. Mm -hmm. Your head talks shite to you. <laughs> Producers, he'd talk shite to him, right? Talks, tells his lies at times, right? It will say stuff like, for me anyway, being an addict, right, Bob? Just have a gram of night. You know, just, you know, you'll be fine. You, even half a gram. So he talks even shit. Half a gram. You know, it's like, I've never talked about it. I've never So it tells me lies, right? But it doesn't just tell me lies and that. It'll tell me lies like, it's good to be in this relationship with somebody because of this. It's good to be doing this in your life when it's no. It's, it's, so it tells me lies mm -hmm. all the time, right? But I'll call, on top of that, I've got a physical allergy, right? So right. my head tells me lies like, go and do this run about addiction. And then when I done it, it would say, imagine fucking listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but he'd see him heat would say that to you. So Michael Singer, right? Uh, Michael Singer uh, says, um, Michael Singer says, give that, see that voice in your head, get a name, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, and kick about with it for one day, yeah, right? Yeah. Listen to it. Yeah. Right, doing what he's telling yeah. you, right, doing what he's hanging. Yeah. He went, would you fucking hang about with that? No, would you ever even associate with that? Absolutely. You wouldn't. I mean, no. the stuff that you say to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I walk by the mirror and I'm like, stay you, you fat bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you would yeah. see if somebody said that, you'd be like, my fuck, man, yeah. like, fucking hell, like, yeah. chill out, or whatever, yeah. do you know what I mean? But the stuff you say is so nasty. Mm -hmm. um, no, as you're right, Bob, I totally get you on that. It's, that's it's such a great point because it's like, there's things I say to myself that I would not say to my fucking worst enemy. I like to think I've no very really bad enemies, right? But you know what I mean? Aye. I wouldn't say that to somebody that I particularly don't like. The way I, I talk to myself, Aye. mind and tell no narrative. And I'm looking in the, the, in the corner here that behind you, there's, there's a book there, The Chimp Paradox. And I've read the book. Read it out, great, right? 
That's where I get my value system. Ah, yeah. That's it's where absolutely I fantastic. And it's like, it's, it talks about the, the how, because the, the brain the is, the, 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 the brain is created at your frontal lobe and your limbic mm -hmm. system and how the two of them are constantly Aye. at battle with each other. And it's so really every high. single day, right? So to the day we die, right? There's always going to be a battle in the head, right? Aye. If he's got to say, uh, for example, the day, right? Great one for me. The alarm goes off, right? No. My boy, I was away, I'm just back, I was away, and I was there <laughs> fucking watching my team in Europe. Don't do that again, that was fucking horror show, right? So I came back last night, I was sitting out, chilled out, um, was up with the missus, chilling out, and um, wake up this morning, her alarm goes, oh, and then I'm a fucking chimp kicks in. God, it's on that fucking alarm, man. <laughs> I'm going to get up. <laughs> oh, I've got to snooze. But if you're snoozing, I'm not snoozing. <laughs> I say, you're snoozing. But... So I'm out in self again, the chimps out there. So no, no thing that I understand you're just tired. Aye. You know, so you just need to be sick. You know, that. You're not like, fucking shit, get that Aye. fucking alarm up. And then it, the, 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 the heat says, right, go up and you can go to the gym you now, right? Aye. You've got a sore calf, but you can still go to the gym. And then if I pick up the phone, you know, addictive person <laughs> on the YouTube. <laughs> Oh, there's no point me going to jail. I mean, I'm going to see Sean later <laughs> anyway. And I can't go to work <laughs> because my scrims are because I'm a window cleaner. My boy's not put the scrims. Play me with somebody else. They let the scrims on the scrims on the wash. I need to dry them off for that. And uh, so the chimp kicked him big. The chimp ruled my life this morning. <laughs> and eventually, I had to get the finger out in a cave, and I'm glad I've came. It's been excellent. But it's such a good book, you know. Aye. I mean, it's such a really. Um, it's for them that's never read it. Have a look at it. Oh, the I, chimp paradox, man. Amazing. It was it was the first one that kind of. Put me up with well, a liar. I read, I read a book called The Celestine Prophecy. Aye, first. I remember um, that. I read The Celestine Prophecy. That was the first one that kind of, I was like, I kind of mm. clicked away a wee bit. Um, then I read The Chimp Paradox, and then it was like, and it kind of gathered Matty, and I started reading it. I love Leonardo mm. da Vinci. I yeah, just yeah, love yeah. him. Um, I kind of read his memoirs guy, and stuff. And a lot of it's cryptic, a lot of it's kind of stuff. I mean, he talks about like uh, anybody that tries to change a cell and anybody that goes out is going to be um, not ridiculed, but. You're, you're going to get greatness is followed like by mm -hmm. at the start people going look at fucking nick you and blah blah, blah and you're you forgot his old ass all that shit mm -hmm. do you know what i mean which you're, you get when you, you, you change and you start becoming a different person because Absolutely. people don't get it people yeah. don't get why why you know why to go for a bit well you know what it's mm -hmm. mental like we, we, and they yeah you, you do question yourself am i being a fucking idiot like mm -hmm. why, why am i know why to do this and then try to put boundaries in place with certain people and you're, you're people that you love and you're like I, I don't want to go with you but I do like I, I, I fucking love that guy but I know he's fucking like mental mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. do you know what mm -hmm. I mean like you, just the way the, the, the thing goes and you've got to kind of you really need to balance as you say you need to balance everything out and just lay it out and, and, and let the, the self come in because mm -hmm. the chimp's always going to win that yeah, first fight yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it's, it's always going to win that first fight mm -hmm. and I think that is the a lot of what's going on in Scotland now is that chimp is probably running society, to be mm. honest. Even with the politicians, that very tribal, very tribal country. Aye. But not just here, I mean, worldwide, it's very tribal. Human beings are very tribal by nature. Definitely. But especially in Scotland. I know. know. Right up there down to the tribalism. Oh, look at the Romans. The Romans got to Scotland and uh, they went, oh, fucking fuck, Bilt a war, man. Bilt a war, man. Bilt a war, keep us in. <laughs> 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 keep them in. I want to fight with them. Aye. Ironically, it goes through where we stay. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, no, crazy, but uh, listen, Bob, it's been brilliant to have you, right? But obviously, I always just kind of give, um, as we come up to the end, I always just kind of give the guest the kind of last word. So, firstly, I would like to just ask you to maybe a wee message for the people, when that's watching this, it's struggling, and um, the stuff that me and you have been there through a lot of stuff. 
we message to anybody and then obviously just whatever like whatever you want to finish up with just to conclude that it's not just i'd like to say if anybody's struggling with addiction there's a, there's a solution but the reality is all human beings struggle you know we've talked about the chimp paradox we've talked about mindset for me and talked about adult stuff with traumas human beings just go through those events you know every human being is a daily battle with ourselves but when it comes to solutions to that you know it's like there's great books to read you can recognize that you still have this the heat bursting at times no, you know what i mean there's no quick solution that's going to fix you for the rest no, of your days but it will definitely help you but anybody struggling with addiction there's, there's a strong message from women i can give it it's like there is 12 step recovery programs out there fellowship sorry alcoholics anonymous narcotics anonymous cocaine anonymous overeaters anonymous slfs sex lovers addicts anonymous you know um, there's so many gamblers anonymous you know addiction is real you mm -hmm. know there's nothing for iphones yet or no, for it's time, but it's coming there's right. a, i've watching a good documentary about it the other day on netflix talking about the addictive elements mm -hmm. that and how they're actually geared up to make people addicted you know so that will be something in the future um but it's there's 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 places that they can go and there is a life that and it's, it's not a cliche i've got a life a day that's beyond my wildest dreams you know what i mean even just having to have a conversation with you day in a right. podcast today it's something I thought I would never be able to do because I never thought I'd ever do it. You know, right. I've done a few podcasts now, um, which has been excellent. You know, um, this year alone, I've been to Arizona. You know, I've been to Texas. Right. Uh, I'm just back from Madrid. You know, I've been to Pit Lockery with the missus only um, a wee while ago. Um, it's been it's been excellent. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it's a it's a it's a great life, and that's because. All I did was a number of years ago put down a poxy fucking drink a beer and bunk up with Bobby Buckfast, no beer to <laughs> get the drill. And I've lately put down cocaine, you know right. what I mean? No smoked dope for years. And people say, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I said, Well, it's only one day at a time. And if one day goes into two days, and two days mm -hmm. get into a week, and a week into a month, and a month goes into a year. And for me, it's been 18 years after booze, all because I've only done that one day at a time, right. you know. For the cocaine, it's been nearly seven years. It's about six months and nine, six months and ten, eleven months. Right. You know, I mean, I'm nearly a seven year after that because one day I stopped doing it. But today, that I had to maintain it, and how to have been maintaining that, or I'd actually progress was just be going simple. This go to your local meeting, right. hear the message that people are saying. You've got two years in one mouth for a reason. Go in and fucking listen rather than talk all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't talk till you get the message. Once you get the message, hear what the solution is. The solution you'll find out is a 12 step program. And then see, once you've got a solution in your life and you can't help whatever, do a wee bit of service behind the scenes. You do already find your body. Just shop that. Thanks for having me, mate. Brilliant. Uh, so thanks for coming on to social sessions, Bob. And uh, look forward to seeing you again at some point. And um, just cheers for coming on, bro. Thanks, mate.